Greetings, greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins, your daily Marlins podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hope everyone's doing well. I'm back with a solo pod. We've gone two guests in the last two days. I've decided to roll solo on this one and dig into the, well, the plethora of news that we've been seeing uh, in the past 24 to 48 hours. It has been, the Marlins have been all over the national media. And really yesterday, another bomb, another bomb from the Marlins. We got early wind that the Rays were, they had a bit of a roster crunch seemingly. And uh, and and we're looking at Joey Wendell as maybe a non-tender candidate. Obviously, we had the non-tender deadline. So we got wind that, that perhaps Joey Wendell was on the move from the Rays. Next thing is, the bomb drops. The Marlins have acquired Joey Wendell for Cameron Meisner. One-for-one one swap. Two years of control on Joey Wendell. And when you look into him, he... I mean, listen, he was an all-star. He was an all-star, an American League all-star in 2021. Not often you have the ability to go out there and acquire controllable for two years all-stars. Yes, the Marlins had to give away one of their outfield prospects, Cameron Meisner. A lot of people like the name. They like the buzz. You know, six foot four dude. He was a, a 35th round pick in the 2019 draft. A lot of upside, I think, with Meisner. A lot of strikeout. A lot of upside. You know, perhaps similar kind of profile to, to Griffin Conine, perhaps. Um, he's only raw. He's young. Um, in his in his development, anyway, he's young. He's, he's 23. So, I think looking at the trade itself, I think it's an exceptional trade for the Marlins. I absolutely love it. I loved it. I looked in... Firstly, Joey Wendell. Let's get into him. I want to say... what. Whenever I've seen him play against the Marlins, he's always flashed. He's always popped. I have a feeling he hit at least one home run, maybe two home runs last year in in the Citrus Series. And the other thing that always sticks out to me about him is no batting gloves, no frills, no arm guards, no nothing, just old-school-looking baseball player. I like that. I like that, that you've got that type of dude. This is a, this is a, a Premier League football reference or an EPL reference but he reminds me a lot of Steve Stone is that kind of dude where no no major frills but really talented player I think Joey Wendell is exactly what the Marlins needed when we think back to to the 2021 season how many infield changes daily were there roster moves the infield, the infield depth was absolutely, it was terrible. There was no depth. You know, as soon as the, the injuries hit, Miggy, Jazz, BA, you know, everyone missed time. John Birdie obviously missed time as well. As soon as these injuries hit, there was just no depth. Isan came up, he had a decent run at it, and clearly, you know, listen, I think we're all, uh, Marlon's Twitter anyway is, you know, seemingly out on Isan Diaz. We'll wait to see what what the future holds for him as we go through this this off season. The Marlins continue to look to upgrade uh, their major league roster. So, for me, I look at it also with the knowledge that Brian Anderson, you know, with his sh- his shoulder injury um, and surgery, you know, what is what does it mean for BA? Is he going to be available straight away? Is it full go at the start of spring for BA? 
Not sure. But listen, Joey Wendell was the was an all-star, a third base. So I think it's an it's a perfect move. He he can basically slot in anywhere. Third base, second base, and shortstop. And effectively then when you have Jazz, Miggy, BA, and Wendell, those four dudes all cycling around those three spots. We'll wait to see on the DH and, and whether that's available, but I don't really see that that's the need. You kind of cycle if everyone's healthy, and that's always the big if. No one, those four dudes and the whole of the roster, it's unlikely everyone will be healthy at the same time. And again, that's one of the key points. When people are talking about, should we trade away BA now? What is BA expendable? He's absolutely not expendable. BA is an above-average major league hitter and a major league player and an elite defensive third baseman. We absolutely do not want to be trading away BA. No way. Not a chance. There's no need to. We need depth. This is the thing that I'm going to continue to hark on about all through this offseason. And I, <laughs> I I debuted the hashtag earlier on today. And it was hashtag show me your depth. <laughs> it's a little bit blunt. But nevertheless, that that's the point I'm trying to make. It isn't about one to nine, how strong are you? Or in in a soccer reference, you know, one to 11, how good are you? It's not what it's about. It's about what what your 26 man's like, what your 40 man's like. Do you have a 40 man littered with major league talent? That's the question. In 2021, the Marlins did not have enough major league talent on the 40 man. And that's where the problems came. You ended up with this revolving door up and down, up and down of of guys coming up from, from AAA um, and, and even lower levels, clearly, with, um, you know, Jose Devers. Um, you know, he did well, um, considering the age and the lack of the lack of experience. But, you know, that kind of summed it up. So for me, the Joey Wendell move is, is perfect. Is perfect. I'm not clear on, on John Birdie and what, the health situation is there from JB. I've seen some stuff on Instagram, um, you know, him with his with his wife, and he looks to be healthy, and, you know, we, we hope he is. Um, as we went into to yesterday, John Birdie was one of the names on the list of, of, of non-tender or tender candidates. There was, I believe, 10 in total yesterday after, after sign, uh, Sandy had already effectively signed his deal, so... Uh, Sandy was already sorted, left them with 10 dudes they had to make decisions on. John Birdie was one of them, and they tendered him a contract. So for me, that's a good sign as well. John Birdie's sticking around. He's got options, by the way. So irrespective of you know whether it's opening day, if John Birdie is on the roster, he has minor league options. So if if the Marlins keep on adding to this, this roster, there's no problem with John Birdie starting out in, in AAA. Absolutely not. We know we'll need him. We know that he will will perform when he's called upon. He can play anywhere. He's effectively, you know, uh, Chris Taylor 2.0. Maybe not quite with the offense, but you know what I'm saying. He can basically play anywhere, John Birdie. So, you know, that that trade for me was perfect. And it caught me off guard. It totally caught me off guard. There was no... I, there was no whispering of this. It just, you know, you, you heard the news. Wendell may be a, a DFA candidate, a non-tender candidate for the Rays, and the Marlins just thought, hey, let's get in there. Let's go and acquire a 2021 All-Star and plug him in. 
why not? Absolutely brilliant work from the Marlins. And I think just in general, the vibe was really positive with that deal. Why not? Yes, it stings losing prospects, but the Marlins have been out and they've, you know, they've acquired effectively uh, an elite catcher. I believe the best catcher in baseball right now. I don't mean just, I, I don't mean offensively, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm including the defensive talent in that too. The Marlins have gone out there and acquired an elite catcher. They've also acquired an all-star middle infielder, corner infielder. And they haven't had to give away any, any of their frontline, top-line stud prospects. They still, they still haven't had to do that yet. So that leaves them in a great position. Now, as we hear from Kim Ang, Bruce Sherman, Jer- Derek Jeter today, we hear from them. And for me, the message was loud and clear. We're not done. We're not done yet. We're still plowing in. So, listen, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're approaching the end of the, the current CBA. Uh, it's creating, in effect, a deadline. So, by the time this drops in the morning, perhaps the Marlins have made another blockbuster. It is possible. I get the sense that a blockbuster is in the works for the Marlins. So, but it was heartening to see and hear from the guys to say, we're all in. We want to win. Avi, Avi Garcia saying, I've, I've, I've been desperate to come to Miami. And I want to win a ring. That's why I've come. I've signed a four-year with a fifth, fifth-year extension or a, a club option. Sorry, on the back end of that. So, Avi Garcia's bought in. Um, you know, listen, guys out there that they're, they're buying in. This is the encouraging thing: is there's players around the league that like what the Marlins are doing and are buying into it. So, really encouraging. Um, I love the trade. I think Meisner could be great as well. It's possible, but nevertheless, you, you know, you have to give away some dudes. I mean, you, you've got to give to get. That's the old thing. You know, the Rays are one of the cutest organizations out there. So, you know, if if they liked Meisner, we liked Meisner. Everyone's gonna like Meisner. So, you know, it's gonna it, it's gonna be tough. Um, you know, particularly if he pops. But listen, two years of Joey Wendell, what he can do, his versatility, his talent. I think it's a it's an excellent deal for the Marlins. So, right, we're going to dig into more on the non-tender stuff very shortly um, and then also look at the, the, the other trade that the Marlins made yesterday uh, in, in, in Georgie Alfaro. So we're going we're gonna to dig into that shortly. But before we get to that, let's get into Bet Online. Uh, and Bet Online has you covered all season more props, odds and lines than ever before. As football season continues the march to the playoffs, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and receive your 50% yes, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON. That's the promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. Basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Right. So the collateral damage from yesterday. This is what we need to get into. Uh, the the non-tender deadline was there, as, as, as I mentioned earlier. Ten guys 
there was decisions to be made. <clears throat> Many of them were no-brainers. Um, I've already mentioned John Birdie. I, I felt like there was perhaps a decision to make on John Birdie based on the health. Seems to be that the health is, is okay. The Marlins value him, uh, his versatility, the options. Made sense to keep him around for sure. But for me, going into the day I put out there on Twitter, of the 10, I felt two, specifically two, were most at risk. And I didn't say which two, but the two I was talking about, and you know, we could all probably land on these guys, perhaps. You know, we'd already heard the rumors around Georgie Alfaro. We'd acquired Jacob Stallings. It was pretty clear that Georgie Alfaro was gonna be was gonna be non-tendered. Uh, but all of a sudden, uh, Francisco Savelli has, has joined uh, the, the the Padres as as the catching coach. All of a sudden, the Padres are showing interest in in Georgie Alfaro uh, from a trade perspective. So all of a sudden, all that work we did last year with Alfaro out in left field, catching, DHing, hitting, you know, everything, just trying to eke any kind of trade value out of Georgie Alfaro. I guess when you look back, the Marlins succeeded with that. They managed to trade Alfaro for a player to be named later. And so we'll wait and see on that one. Likely a very, very minor piece, of course, because as as the Padres would have known and <laughs> everyone would have known was that uh, Alfaro was, uh, was finished in, in Miami. I just want to talk about him. I put this out as well on Twitter. For me, I've always been uh, a Georgie Alfaro fan. I always have. He, he came, obviously, as part of the... Uh, the Sixto Sanchez trade uh, with with JT Riamuto going the other way. And so with that, he was kind of thrust straight in, into the major league, uh, I guess, spotlight, effectively replacing JT Riamuto, which isn't easy to do considering Riamuto has been the best catcher in baseball for a number of seasons now. So Georgie Alfaro, for me, he, the tools are, are exceptional. The, you know... There's so many elements of his game where he seems and and is elite. There's some elite power. There's some elite speed for a catcher. An elite arm. There's tons of it. Problem is the weaknesses also are pretty glaring. And they showed up quite a bit last year. Defensively, it's always been a bit of a struggle for Alfaro. Clearly, the Marlins have gone a different direction now. And have gone, well, with the best defensive catcher. From a hitting perspective... The power has always been there. The opposite field power has always been there. It's effortless. I mean, he's he's a big, big dude, no doubt about it. And when it when the when he hit when he hits one, it stays hit, <laughs> no doubt about it from Alfaro. But the 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 swing and miss, the strikeout as well was was alarming at times. So I wish him well heading over to the Padres. I I still believe that there is a average to above average major league player in Alfaro somewhere. And it's just about piecing everything together for him. I truly believe that. I think he struggled a bit mentally going into the 2021 year. And during 2020, he was obviously benched in the playoffs. So, you know, that was tough. I think mentally he's he's found it tough. And maybe a, a change of scenery will be good. It would not shock me if Alfaro goes on to have a, have a nice career. Um, and obviously, uh, yeah, we'll wait and see on that one. You know, Savelli's over there. And Savelli, top dude. Uh, as well, so yeah, wish them both well with their with their new roles in in San Diego. So we'll wait and see what the return is on Alfaro, but that's Alfaro traded 
and then also the other main decision uh, clearly they're trying to make some room for the Wendell acquisition plus the Stallings uh, trade plus the Avi Garcia uh, free agent signing as well so there, there has to be people that moved off the 40 man as well and in the end it was Lewis Brinson it was time Lewis was DFA'd and you know, we look back Lewis was the the centerpiece of the 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 Christian Yelich trade and obviously it is the trade that has gone most wrong for the Marlins in the effectively all four of the dudes included in that deal for Christian Yelich have all effectively flamed out with the Marlins Brinson Monte Isan and Jordan Yamamoto so all of them have, have effectively flamed so it's it's a stinker of a trade none of the none of the prospects actually kicked on. Lewis Brinson at the time was a top 50 consensus top 50 prospect. So the trade at the time looked good. I liked it. I liked it for the Marlins. Um, but, you know, scouting and development, different, different time, different teams, different, different personnel there in the, in the scouting and development side. And, you know, listen, did, did they miss on Brinson? I don't know. Uh, for Brins, for me, I, I, what I would say, I need to call out and say, as a guy with the media, and I've been lucky enough to experience it, to speak to him um, during media sessions, hear him, he's absolutely A+. Lewis Brinson, A-plus guy, A-plus with the media, honest, intelligent, open, everything. Top dude. Absolutely cannot knock him. Clearly on the field, you know, the bright lights of Miami... In a rebuilding team, Yelich gone, Stanton gone, Ozuna gone. Next thing is Brinton's, Brinson's thrust into the mix, right? Brinson's right in the mix and asked to basically be the focal point of the Marlins. And for me, that was such a tricky spot for him. Such a tricky spot. And I do feel that burden weighed him down. Um, you know, the pressure that most others don't have, particularly in... You know, a rebuilding team, a team that's not trying to win either in a small market. You know, but unfortunately, you know, Brins was, yeah, I bought a, I bought a Brinson jersey at the time. I got into the Marlins and wanted to buy a jersey. I was like, well, <laughs> who am I getting on the back of this jersey at this moment in time? Who are you gonna, are you gonna choose? I'm not gonna lie, it was relatively slim pickings. So, but for me at that point, Brinson had been acquired. He was you know, the big prospect, and so went for the Brinson jersey. Why not? <laughs> I've also got an Isan Diaz jersey too, so, you know, take that as you will. Um, uh, the guys on Fish Across the Pond have already called it out that I'm no longer allowed to buy any more jerseys with player names on the back. The curse is real, perhaps. <laughs> so, but going back to Brintz, I, I thought it was very telling that Miggy Rowe was straight on a Twitter last night, um... You know, just sharing his, I think, gratitude and, you know, wishing him well, which I think everyone will do. Clearly, you know, he he, he hasn't, the production, the offensive, from an offensive side anyway, the, the production has been way below average. And, you know, he may, you know, change the scenery. It's possible that you may kind of, you know, become a fourth outfielder type dude, a platoon dude. He actually hits lefties, pretty well in that platoon role in, in 2020 in particular um, he really found his niche there I think 
The glove's always been good. The fielding's good. The arm's good. So, listen, Brins will get another shot somewhere, no doubt. Um, there's tons of teams that are still in tank mode, in rebuild mode. I'm I'm confident Brins will catch on. And actually, I'm confident we'll see him in the major leagues in, in 22. Confident of that. Um, and I'll always be a fan. Always be a fan of, of Lewis Brinson. But the time was right. It was absolutely right. There was no options left for Brinson. So it was, you know, based on what we're hearing out of the Marlins now, they've already signed Avi Garcia. They've committed to Jesus Sanchez. Uh, De La Cruz is around and, and performing. And they're looking to acquire perhaps one, maybe two others. Who knows? You know, it it was squeezing Brinson off, off the 26-man anyway. So give him, you know, pull it now and, uh, you know, give him a chance to... I guess make his own decisions and see where see where he ends up for spring. Uh, I'm intrigued. Like I said, we'll always be a fan there on on Brintz. So, you know, those were the two major moves there um, yesterday in terms of the roster. Later on, Brintz DFA'd, Georgie Alfaro traded, player to be named later, and of course the big bomb of of Joey Wendell. Um, we've also then had the the Sandy extension uh, made official. Which was which was excellent. Sandy was there speaking with the the media, uh, yeah today. But you'll be hearing this in the morning. So uh, yeah, for today he was speaking to the media, and you know really was just expressing just how much he loves Miami, how much he wants to be here. You know, and these are the types of things that you want to hear from from guys. You know, Sandy Alcantara is an elite pitcher right now. Yes, the Marlins still had three years of control on Alcantara, so it's not like he could have gone anywhere. It wasn't like he was approaching free agency and there was a decision that he could make. But irrespective, he's gone out there and signed the biggest ever contract for a pitcher where you've got three years of arbitration remaining. And he deserved it. Absolutely well-deserved for Sandy. And, you know, Kim said it today that it was clear in spring that he, you know, he's the guy. He is the guy. And it wouldn't... I wouldn't, no, 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 it wouldn't shock me. I, I actually expect it that Sandy Alcantara will be even better in 2022. I'm confident of that. So great moves for the Marlins. There's a lot of buzz. Like the the national guys are, are getting on board, talking about the moves the Marlins are making. It's exciting. You know, it's been exciting for us fans. I mean, I was up till what two a.m. last night for a non-tender deadline and trying to understand what's happening. That's wild. That that kind of sums it up, the buzz around this team, that I'm staying up till 2 in the morning to see what's happening in the news with non-tenders. Who's getting traded? Who's getting moved? What's happening? There's so much going on because the Marlins, as they said today, as Bruce Sherman said, we're, you know, we're not done. They're absolutely not done. So I think everyone needs to keep those eyes peeled. Um, I'm expecting some serious bombs. The the other in- interesting bit, just to really wrap this this solo pod up, is Kim called it out that they've not spent much focus, time, or energy in the bullpen. Last year, they prioritized the bullpen early, made some moves. This year, Kim said they, they've focused their time and attentions elsewhere, which is interesting, um, but... The market from from a bullpen perspective and the the reliever perspective has has started to move quite quickly today as well. Um, I've seen that obviously Iglesias uh, has has re-signed with the Angels, so you know was one of the potential targets for the Marlins. I've also seen that 
Corey Knable's just signed a one-year deal uh, with the Phillies, so we'll get a good look at Knable. I liked him as a fit. Um, you know, a few other guys are going off the board. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where the Marlins go with the bullpen and the back-end leverage because for all the weaknesses on the offensive side that we're trying to fix, the, the back-end relief pitching in close games early in the year was just not good enough. And they've obviously traded away guys subsequently, you know, Yimmy Garcia, John Curtis, etc. Um, so they, there needs to be some additions there. Maybe they'll go via trade. I mean, there's no reason why they have to go free agency. I guess it's just the most obvious route. But I guess when you when we think about it, Corey Knable signing a ten million dollar deal there, one year, ten million dollars with the Phillies. That's a lot of money for the Marlins. That really is. So again, we play a different game. We approach it differently. And I'm going to be really intrigued to see what they do with the bullpen and how we, we add in some really dependable guys back there that have done it. I think that's the key. So the only other final note was that I saw Chris Taylor has also is is approaching effectively a, a long-term extension with the Dodgers. So again, takes uh, Chris Taylor out of the equation. Uh, a lot of people talking about him maybe as a fit for the Marlins, maybe filling in that center field spot. Um, I was never totally convinced on the Chris Taylor uh, piece. Either way, I don't think that's, you know, it's not going to come to fruition for the Marlins. Uh, the, the search for an outfield upgrade uh, continues. I, I You know, I th- we're expecting a big name. We're expecting a bomb. We're expecting something crazy. We're expecting maybe a Pete Pratt run in the garden, drop on the grass type video. Uh, it's possible. You know, there's, there's tons of guys out there um, via trade. Maybe less so free agency. I mean, free agency for corner guys. And this is where the talk of maybe, you know, does Avi Garcia flick to center field? Uh, sounds a little bit concerning to me. Lone Depot is huge. Um, you know, we saw how good Marte was out there. I'm, I'm not convinced Avi Garcia is anywhere near the type of quality in, in center field that the Starling Marte is. And I think we need that. And for our kind of pitching um, to, to give him the, the right type of backup as well. So really intrigued to see the way the next few hours play out um, in advance of this CBA expiring. Before I sign off, I'm going to quickly check Twitter just in case you never know. There may have been a bomb that's dropped. So <laughs> let's see if anything's happened. Uh, but failing that, we'll, uh, we'll sign off and then come back on Friday to wrap things up. Um, and then effectively we're into lockout. Um, and so... This should be fun for me with uh, with daily pods with a lockout. <laughs> so let's have a quick peek into Twitter here. Um, no. What's Craig Mish saying? <laughs> Nothing from Craig. So, okay. We're going to call that a wrap. It's Locked on Marlins. I'm signing out. <laughs>